commercial this weekend that had like the all the whole moped theme going no we're trending dude <laughs> well, I think was the wave is building Yay. it's only a 0.5 horsepower wave so hey <laughs> it might it make fun? a ripple in the gutter what was it like um it was some young 20-somethings who decided to uh, – oh, dear. I better turn that thing off so it doesn't do that again. Yeah, what the hell? What the hell, Mark? Anyway, so – You were kind of prepared. Something, some 20-somethings. Uh-oh. <laughs> what was it for? What was it the commercial for? I have no idea. All I noticed was that they were two – a young man and a young woman had, like – a whole moped adventure, and they ran into moped friend. <laughs> moped friend. <laughs> it seemed like some sort of fast food, like maybe McDonald's, but there was no food in it. So it was, you know, it was a terrible ad for whatever it was. Except that I was like, "Oh, it's mopeds. We're training. Mopeds are cool. <laughs> again, again, mopeds are cool. Again, they've always been cool for the real people. The real people." <laughs> little people the very little people <laughs> yeah do you have any agendas or games or really bullet points bullet points agendas games yeah you do first game is guess my agenda be funny what be funny I still can't hear you. Please say it again. Be funny. Yeah, that just comes natural. I don't have to have an agenda for that. I don't know. You don't? No. All right. Well, I'm going to give you a who quiz. A what quiz? The who? Whoville? You know, oh. Roger Daltrey, Townsend, right, right, right. right? Yep. The thing is, yeah. we won't know the answers till till afterwards. What was the nickname for the bass player? No, no. I'm giving the quiz here. Oh, okay. But before we begin, uh, since you brought it up, <laughs> what was the name? The nickname for the bass player? The ox. Oh, very good. All right. So the who were formerly known as the low numbers, the high numbers, the magic numbers. Ooh, I do not know this one. You're going to have to guess. I'm going to go with the high numbers. Lock it in, the high numbers. All right. Number two. 
Since Roger Daltrey once worked as a no, singer, Roger Daltrey once worked as a sheet metal worker, hairdresser, or bellboy. Sheet metal worker. Okay. Lock it in. What? Lock it in. Sheet yeah. metal worker. Which song gave The Who their first UK hit single? Which generation? Which song? Gave the Who oh. their first UK single, "My Generation," "Substitute," or "I Can't Explain." Ooh, their first UK, UK hit single. "My Generation," "Substitute." I think "My Generation" because I think their first album was the Who featuring "My Generation." Okay, so that was the first one you got wrong. It was actually "I Can't Explain." I was gonna go with that, and then I thought no because of the album title. All right. So that was the high numbers. That was my guess. Um, yeah, it was the high numbers. You were correct. And Roger as a sheet metal worker. That correct. Was so that was right it. now you are two for three. Okay. Before joining the Who, Keith Moon was a member of the Sand Dunes, the Beach Bunnies, or the Beach Combers. Beach Combers. No. Wait. The, the Sand, Sand Dunes, Dunes, Beach Bunnies, Beach Combers. Damn, I'm not sure about this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the sand dunes. Yeah, I don't think Beach was involved in the name. And that's an incorrect answer. It was the Beach Combers. Damn, it was Beach Combers. There wasn't there a Beach Combers here in the United States, too. I think there was. No, I think you're thinking of the Beach Boys. No, I'm not thinking of Beach Boys. I think I'm thinking of that bar down in LA. Yeah, maybe. I passed out, woke up Tuesday morning. <laughs> All right. All right, here we go. In which year did Keith Moon die? Are you giving me your... 76, 78, or 80? I'm going to go with 80. Really? 1978. Wow. All right. This is going to be a tough one. Which Who member contributed backing vocals to the Beatles' All You Need Is Love? Keith Moon... Roger Daltrey or Pete Townsend? I'm going to say Keith Moon. And that's correct. Uh Yeah, Keith and Ringo were tight. All right. Who directed the Who film? Tommy. Ken Russell. Richard Lester. Ken Russell. That's correct. Who played Ace Face in the 1979 film version of Quadrophenia? Timothy Spall, Sting, or Phil Daniels? Ace face? Ace face, as in countenance. Right, on the face. On the face. Tim. Timothy Spall is his answer. It was Sting. What? I thought he was like, ah, damn it. Yeah. Which Who studio album features the track Won't Get Fooled Again. Who's next? Who are you? Or Tommy? 
Who's next? Correct answer. Continue. That one was easy. The Who song, Who Are You, is the theme song for which U.S. TV show? Law and Order Special Victims Unit, CSI Crime Scene Investigation, or The Sopranos? Well, it's not The Sopranos. So CSI what? Vic- Crime Scene Investigation or Law and Order Special, Special Victims Unit? I'm going to go with the CSI one. You got it right. Ooh. All right, we're number 11 of 20. We're rounding the corner and we're heading for home. Oh, oh, all right. Pete Townsend was inspired to write Substitute after hearing the line, although she may be cute, she's just a substitute. Name the song the line comes from. The Tracks of My Tears by Smokey Robinson, My Girl by The Temptations, or My Sharia More by Stevie Wonder. Ooh. All right. What's nine? My Tracks of My Tears by Smokey Robinson. No, no, what's the line? What's the lyric? Although she may be cute, she's just a substitute. And that's how what he was inspired to write substitutes. Tracks of my tears. Correct answer. Yeah, because that's about heartbreak. The other two are about love. On which Who album did the kids are all right first appear? A quick one. My generation or the Who sell out. I don't mind. My generation. Correct answer. (laughs) What is Roger Daltrey sitting in a bathtub with on the cover for the 1967 album, The Who Sell Out? Beans. Heinz Baked Beans. Correct answer. Where did John Entwistle die in June 2002? Electric Ladyland Studios, New York? Backstage at Madison Square Garden or the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas? Wow. I'm going to have to go with the Hard Rock Casino in Las Vegas. Correct answer. Yeah. All right, five more. (laughs) I'm on a roll. Who was the only member of the Who? To have formal musical training. John Entwistle, Pete Townsend, or Keith Moon? John Entwistle, Pete Townsend, or Keith Moon? It's got to be John Entwistle. Correct. Continue. What was Who bassist's John Entwistle also known as? Of course, you asked this at the beginning. The Ox. (laughs) That's a correct answer. (laughs) <laughs> uh-oh how does that get an uh-oh that should get golf claps that button doesn't work apparently damn who broke the golf clap too much golf clapping <laughs> after celebrating a wild party for keith moon's 21st birthday the who were banned for life from which chain of hotels the holiday inn the marriott or best western oh 
I think it was the holiday ends. Correct answer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what is the title of Keith Moon's 1975 solo album? Moon the Loon, Two Sides of the Moon, or The Dark Side? Two Sides of the Moon. Two Sides of the Moon. Correct answer. Two more to go. What was the title of the 1980 film in which Roger Daltrey played the lead role? McVicker? Tommy. McVicker, McVitie's, or The Mackenzie Break? McVicker, McVitie's. McVicker, McVitie's. McVicker, McVicker. Mackenzie Break. McVicker. Correct answer. And now, the last question. The final one. All right. Is there a bonus question? Yes. Pete Townsend produced a 1969 UK number one hit single for which band? Amen Corner, Thunderclap Newman, or The Mood? The Mood. The Move. The Move. No, Thunderclap Newman. Damn, damn. All right, you scored 15 of 20. That's pretty good. Not quite right. an expert level, but you're right on track. <laughs> So now, today's bonus question. How many vinyl LPs of The Who do I own? God, do you even own vinyl anymore? Am I allowed to ask questions about this? I'll give you two yes or no questions. What? I'll give you two yes or no questions. Okay. Do you own vinyl? Yes. Is your record collection greater than 50 albums? No. I'm going to say you own zero who albums. That is correct. Ah! <laughs> You're giving me uh-ohs on it. <laughs> uh-oh is for me. I don't I'm too dumb to own a fucking Who album. What's wrong yeah. with me? What is wrong with you? Just shows you've moved into the digital age. When's the last time you listened to one of your vinyls? Um about a month and a half ago I went down to my studio because I had just purchased a new brand new release on vinyl. And so I popped it on the turntable and threw it on the studio monitors and just let it spin. Hey, did you get a package from me in the mail? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I have a question. Yeah. Are these audio discs or data discs? Yeah. Audio. So they're not DVDs? No. Okay. So I figured, like everyone I sent it to, they could rip the CD if they want it in some other fashion. Mm-hmm. Yep. I even right, have a player in my car. All right. Um, in my studio. I think you're going to like it. So, yeah. What was the first two concert you went to? The first two? Yeah, the first was, one was um, Stay on the Green 
and Keith had passed away. So they were with Best, I think was the drummer's name, something Best, Pete Best. That would have been the, the Beatles drummer uh, they fired. Yeah, his first, right, right, right. Um, anyway, I forget who the guy's name is. They, they were touring um, Who Are You? And uh, it was very good. I have a great Who story. Want to hear a great Who story? Sure. Okay. So Larry Ganey and I, Mike Healy and Ray Albrecht, um, a few other people wanted to go see the Who at the indoor Coliseum. So Dan the Green was obviously outdoors. Mm -hmm. I think the Clash was one of the bands. Anyway, so this was indoors. A few years later, we all worked at the Trident. And we're like, all right, cool, we're all going. They all piled into, oh, gosh, darn it, I forget the guy's name. But here's the thing, Ray, Mike, and everyone else pile into the car. They go, sorry, there's no room for you, to Larry and I. We're like, what? Ah, see you later, good luck. Boom, they're gone. Wow. So Larry and I are like, fuck. We hop on, we're in Sausalito, we hop on. Um, the bus, take the bus into the city, take Bart to the Coliseum. It's raining. We're trying to find them, you know, like, ah, oh, this sucks. We go up to a guard. He's like, oh, we're like, oh, so, okay, 10 bucks each. We give him 10 bucks each. He lets us into the Coliseum. And we're like, yeah, Pete Townsend smashed his guitar. He hadn't done that for like a decade at least. It was an awesome show, incredible. And we found out those fuckers never made it in. So fuck them. Yes! That was such good karma. Larry and I were stoked. Ten bucks, man. Scalped by the doorman. Yeah, by the guard, security guard. Like he let us down the ramp to the floor, like in, through the back door and right out onto the floor. It was awesome. <laughs> it was a great show too it was really good nice yeah that's a good earth story hey i have a question for you yeah so we got that email back from that guy saying i'm too busy but look at this video which i think you and i already looked at that video before even emailing him mm-hmm should we just go ahead and do it with the free version and see if, you know, it opens up some yeah. potentials? Oh. Yeah, I agree. We should be expansive, open to the possibilities, and believe in the magic of the, the internet. Okay. All right. It does seem like this podcast is getting a little bit of traction. I mean, very little. Not, But, you know... Well, Seems I listened to the whole thing this week. You did? And I know my girlfriend's been listening. She wants to make oh, sure really? nothing she wants to make sure that nothing <laughs> that one day. Yeah, now she listens all the time to make sure. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. No, we she, should do what nice podcast. Do it. No, she we thought it was good. We should do an episode just for her. <laughs> I do everything I do is just for her. The CB episode. <laughs> yeah. Her first names are okay. Just don't use the last name. Uh, don't talk about sex. Or don't talk about feelings. 
Don't talk about anything. Size. You can Kathy all you want. <laughs> you can hype her uh, line of jewelry and creative. Yep, I can. As soon as she gets her website going. Burn. <laughs> Hope she doesn't hear that. <laughs> Sorry, Kathy. <laughs> Maybe she'll have her a website. A little friendly incentive from the peanut gallery. I mean, the penis gallery. I mean, something like that. <laughs> hey, no sex. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a double entendre right there. <laughs> I came into this room determined to be funny and not just my face. <laughs> well, so far, so good. Yeah. It's time for the point in our show where we do the Little Peak Pony Dance. And for those of you who are just listening, you really missed it. You really missed it. Little pink pony. My little pony, my little pony. Now we're going to get sued by my little pony. We can only hope. Exactly. <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Publicity you would up our game. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> Well, this is a lighter episode than our past episodes. Yeah, well, that's about to change, I suspect. Really? Uh-oh. <laughs> What's on the docket today, Mr. Wendt? <laughs> I just have never thought farts are funny. Yeah. Just, I don't know. So... Yeah, nothing's on the docket. We did the Who thing. That was extremely thrilling. I was on my <laughs> I loved it. seat the whole time. I, love, I got a Who question for you. Okay. The Who covered a Beach Boys song, and you can see them recording it in the movie The Kids Are All Right. What Beach Boys song did the Who cover? Be true to your school. Ba 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 ran. Ba 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 ran. I think they kind of did it as a joke. I mean, I don't think they actually recorded it on an album, but. Hmm. You think they were mocking them? Maybe a little. I don't think so. Jealousy from the the land of the fog, the island of the coldness, and the Southern California joy of hot sun. No, I don't think they were mocking. But the Who definitely had that impish boy energy throughout their whole career. (laughs) I guess they still have a career, the Who, don't they? Well. I think they're the used to be's, not the who anymore. I don't know. The stones well, are Robert still the stones. Still around. They're still around, right? Um, and I would imagine that they they'll probably do like a Vegas like you know residency. I think so. The Rolling Stones are still going strong. Someone said that it was like that. Um, I think it was the. The members of the, the the people that the the two Beatles and the sto- the two Stones that were still around the three Stones that were still around should get together and be a band. Because <laughs> there's a drummer and a bass player. 
<laughs> like the Rolling Beatles. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'd love to see the argument. No, with, with the, the, the Beatles stones, the stone Beatles, the, <laughs> the Rolling stone. Beatles. I like that. I think it'd be I really think fun. They'd have a lot of fun. I think they'd all have a great time. Yeah, That'd be a great I think it'd show. be really great, and people would go ape shit. Fuck yeah, they would. Fuck, it'd be bigger than Guns N' Roses getting back together, and that to me was a miracle. Yeah, yeah. I I saw like a YouTube of one song or something of this recent Stones yeah. tour they're on. It's Is GNR that, and the Stones. No, what? I meant I meant I've saw, seen one clip of oh. Guns N' Roses, and I did see one clip of the Stones. Um, I saw the video that um, Mick Jagger made of him going to a bar in the Midwest where nobody recognizes him. Yeah, that's funny. He's like, oh, it's kind of. That's I did notice. Like, their social media is on point. So every town they're in, there's about five little photos of Mick all around the town. Like, I think they're doing Detroit. To, either they did it last night or it's tonight. And there's always like these sort of iconic places in the city. Yeah. You know, I really enjoyed Keith Richards autobiography. I thought that was fascinating. It made me much more interested in them. Um, Kathy and I do this thing in the mornings where, you know, we have a, an Amazon sound system, which is called, you know, we call it echo, but you can call it Alexa too. (laughs) Um, and what we do is we do like a verbal DJ. So one day we did the stones and we just traded stone songs back and forth. Right. Right. So wild horses couldn't drag me into, you know, start me up, you know, and it, we would just, we trade songs in the morning and you know, that's kind of how we connect in the morning, starting our day. They have so much good music. There was a bootleg I had that had some unreleased stuff that was amazing. It's from the period where they did Exile on Main Street mm-hmm. and um, that whole thing. Like, yeah, they just, you know, off of my cloud, under my thumb, 19th Nervous Breakdown, you can't always get what you want. Yeah, it's got a Grateful Dead. You can go like five, six, seven shows in a row and not hear one song repeated twice. And most of it's hits. Yeah. And this, even after they decided not to play Brown Sugar anymore live. Did they? Yep. They made a a PR release saying that they're not going to be doing Brown Sugar anymore because it's offensive. It's not offensive. Well, for whatever, out of respect for people of color. I think the song Some Girls is way worse, but they didn't say anything about yeah, that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> but they're great songs. That's, well, you know, whatever. I, there is an element of... They have some of the greatest lines, and one in particular, which will always be the darkest, dirtiest most rock and roll like line to like kick around in the mud 
not like to exalt and be like, oh my God, what, what great poetry that is. Like amazing. No, it's, but it's so just ripping through the leather jacket with a bloody knife. And, and what is it? Um, she'd make a dead man come. That's what? That's the worst lyric you've up. But it's so epic. It's just like, yeah, that's how hot she is, right? She could make a dead man come. Like, yeah. um, She'd make a grown man cry. Yeah. She'd make a grown man cry. Right? And then he slips that in just kind of subtly in one line. Yeah. Before the fade. There's one song they have where he says, I want to fuck your ass. That's pretty, like, you know. So, be fun to string all those lines together in one song. <laughs> Jumping Jack Flash at the gas, gas, gas. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know. Whatever, whatever. What the hell is that? Those are mixed knees during the show. What? <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Back and for a seventy-year-old son, rather, like he's pretty active on that stage for a good hour and a half, two hours. They'll be the first bionic band, I'm sure. <laughs> they'll, they'll be like exoskeletons. Yeah, yeah they're, they're doing all right. Yeah. I know. Wait, no, let's see. I I guess what we could do um, Ringo and Paul McCartney and Roger Daltrey and Pete Townsend too. That'd be another British foursome with the with the positions, right? Drums, right? Yeah. But who are the Beatles? (laughs) Who are the Beatles? Exactly. (laughs) You know, that'd be appropriate for. The kids, like, you know, like kids are like, the Beatles? Yeah, what? I mean, they know them because their mom's a huge fan and I'm a fan. And But, but yeah. Yeah. yeah, their archive's pretty deep. We're about to get this really great documentary on the 25th. That's, yeah. Can't Did you see that. the little one-minute clip they released last week of them yeah. doing, um, ah, that was so funny. I love George at the end. So it's the name of this song. <laughs> Uh, what's the fucking song? I can't even remember it now. Yeah. Um, That's how you can tell we were real fans because we can't remember. But, you know, we're old enough to remember. over and over and over. Uh, it sounds like something we'd say, like, at one of our rehearsals, you know, the bows or something. <laughs> what's the name of that song? Yeah. So the name of that song is. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like uh, the train. I won't be late again. I got a feeling. That's it. You did it. What? Did you have your CMT oil this morning? Uh, what? What's CMT oil? Oh, it's a thing that's supposed to help memory function. I probably oh, forgot. It's MCT oil. Sorry. I didn't have mine, obviously. <laughs> Yes, that actually, that, that actually is on point. 
That is the first flatulence I've ever heard that was on point. Oh, Jesus. I love George at the end. So is the name of the song, I Got a Feeling. <laughs> I kind of have a feeling that the name of the song is I Got a Feeling. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that retrospective. Woo! That retrospective. Yeah. I think it's really beautiful that Jackson has taken this project and transformed the narrative of what that period was about to a very positive, happy thing. We don't know that yet. Well, I think we do, because he said so in a press release. The trailer they released, you know, like a month or two months ago, whatever. I know, but there's still going to be that shot of Yoko, Yoko sitting there scowling at the mall at some point. <laughs> maybe not maybe she wasn't scowling you know maybe she just had this moment of spacing out so there was no resting scowl face but you know i shouldn't cap on Yo yoko she's been really generous with john's stuff and i think her artistry and the way she she became such a potent sense of optimism and beauty for john you know what a great gift. Well, there was that year where he bounced to L.A. You know, they did have that. Yeah. They were human. They had their trials and tribulations. Yes, they were. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, um, what's the name of the last album they did together before he... Double Fantasy. Double Fantasy. That's a great album. It's really positive. Great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great album. Yeah. Nice mellow vibe. Well, winter's coming to Northern California, Greg and I. It's cold. It's gray outside. But our spirits aren't dampened. And our sense of humor is, um, it's like its like a, a, a slew of thoroughbreds chopping at the bit, waiting for the gun to go off at the races. <clears throat> and meanwhile, it's Tuesday and the racetrack's closed. And most people involved are losing their money. Oh, I thought that was a golf chair for a second. No, sorry. I wish. A golf chair last oh, well, I don't want to overdo it. What? <laughs> no, there is. Um, I took a course on comedy at SFSU, taught by a doctor. And uh, one of the things repetition as a comedic element. Repetition is, you know, like if you just repeat something, repeating it repetitively over and over again. Is that like a uh, double du double redundancy? You said said twice, twice. Possibly. I just the point being that if you repeat something enough times, it, it becomes humorous by repeating it. I agree. I really agree. Repetition is funny. Yeah, totally. Let's table that for a callback. Yeah, we'll repeat that later for emphasis. <laughs> in case you missed it the first time. In case you forgot to laugh the first time. Maybe we're done for today. 
kind of like a you might winter just be gone forever. What? Oh, well, we're at the bottom. <laughs> it's there's we can only go up for here from here. <laughs> if we aren't if we aren't fighting about politics, then we got nothing to say. We could climb up her leg to the panty line and lick her beautiful behind. And if so inclined, move around to the front and taste that juicy cunt. Okay. So if you had to get on a moped tomorrow morning and you could only drive someplace that's one tank of gas away, where would you go? Tomorrow morning, I'd go to Mirror Beach. Okay. Sounds fun. Uh, Hey, have they opened Green Gulch? Where would you go? San Francisco. What part of San Francisco? That's kind of broad. I was like, if I said, I'd go to Nevada. I just want to be like on Van Ness on a moped with a bunch of cars behind me. (laughs) And then that crookedest street, like just like going super slow down the crookedest street, like. Did they close the crookedest street? Um, No, I went down it last time I was there. Okay. You know, what's awesome is uh, I used to work on green street and at the time I owned a motorcycle. And one of the ways I loved getting to work was to go down Lombard. And then, then at the bottom, when you cross the street, if I gunned it, I could get air like a great, it was awesome. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, back in the no helmet days. No, I had a helmet. I had kids. I yeah. Had kids. Yeah. Yeah, my buddy Tomas sold his motorcycle when he had his first kid. I was like, I can't do this anymore. I wanted to buy it from him, but he wouldn't sell it to me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. In fact, that reminds me of another story. I was like, oh, God, when was this? This was probably 2005, like 15 years ago. I really, really wanted a Harley. And so I went to the Harley dealership in Novato. And I was walking around the showroom looking at stuff and going, okay, the big 1200cc ones, those are a little too big for me. And I'm like, okay, well... The 750s, that, that'll probably work. <clears throat> but the 900 looked really cool. And so I was like, I realized that my credit was so good that I could probably finance. And so I was talking to the guy and he was like, yeah, like we have Harley financing. You could probably get one. And I'm like, so how much are there? And he's like, oh, well, that one's 24000 I was like, wow, that's like as much as a car. And he's like, yeah, well, they're the finest motorcycles made in America. And I was like, this sounds really great. And then he's like, well, you can't actually test drive it unless you have your motorcycle certificate. And so you have to go down to Corte Madera and take the class and sign up for the class. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, he then proceeded to talk me out of it. He said like, dude, you're like 46. 75% of the people 
that are crashing on the side of the road and ending up in the hospital are guys like you that are too are just now getting into it. They don't know what they're doing. They're novice riders. And like, I can't sell you a motorcycle in good conscience. Cause I know you're going to be a statistic. And I thought that was pretty cool. Like I was, I was, it wasn't quite midlife crisis, but it might as well have been. And so he talked me out of it. He's like, look, I could, I get it. You could buy this motorcycle, but just, I just want you to know that you're the, you're the most likely one to end up, you know, beefcake on the side of the road. Those are my words, not his. Right, right, right. But that's really, that is cool. That's like, gives hope to humanity. Yeah. I think the next summer the um, dealership closed down. (laughs) Nice. Nice, Mark. (laughs) You could just picture the team meeting. Look, man, we're not selling bikes. Someone out there is fucking up our situation. (laughs) I don't care who they are. They can be 68 years old and barely able to walk. Sell them a fucking motorcycle. I didn't really want another motorcycle until I saw the last Ewan McGregor um, show about riding from uh, the tip of South America all the way up to L.A. And he was riding an electric Harley. Right. And I'm like, man, electric Harley? Yeah, I'm down with that. Like, that sounds yeah. fun. Yeah. Apparently, they're quick, too. Super quick. Well, yeah. Yeah. All right, quick. Don't think too much. Just answer. Bucket list item you really want to do that you're, like, a little edgy, kind of too too dangerous, like motorcycle riding. But you've already done that. Like, something else. Squirrel suit. Squirrel suit. I like it. All right. Base jump squirrel suit. Yeah, that's hell of edgy, though. That's not a little bit edgy. That's fucking... Yeah. There would be a lot involved with the squirrel suit base jumping. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Fucking looks amazing, though, but boy. It's not many people coming back from a mistake with that enterprise. Well, yeah. Totally. And those that equipment's gotten really refined. It, it's pretty good. The parachutes and everything are really good now. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, just think of the person who first did it. First one to successfully do a squirrel suit base jump. That, dead that now. element of... <laughs> <laughs> but it's true the guy who did it 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 is true like i remember watching his youtube videos he was like one of the famous guys and he would fly down that thing and go under the you know and one day he fucked up yeah man i wish i knew his name it'd be really way cooler of me to know who that guy is because ultimately i got such a thrill out of watching his stuff and mike healy was the first guy to point it out to me back in the aughts The odds. What's the odds? 2000-something, 200, fill in the number, 2001, 2002, 2003. That's referred to as the odds. Yeah. The 10s, the 20s, the 30s, the odds. Double odds. The odds, One ought not know what the double odds mean in terms of dates. I repeat that and it'll get funny. One ought not know 
What the double lots of foe? <laughs> if you uh... But now we gotta go. Recording stopped. <laughs>